At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Green Zone. Oh he is the fattest man in the NFL. This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Roll along on the Green Zone here on VSIN, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds here as we're into the second quarter in all three afternoon games. Points in Denver mm-hmm. settle for three, but three all right now in the Mile High City. Yeah, absolutely. Brandon McManus, 54 yards out. And that kind of reminds me a little bit of a, there was a commentator, I think it was Brian Greasy, like, go ahead and kick the field goal. It was a 57-yarder. I'm like, dude, you spent too much time in Denver, man. Not so easy. 57-yarder is like a drop in the bucket at mile high, not necessarily at every other stadium. But nevertheless, McManus, good. 3-3 here, 1044 left to go in the second quarter. Uh, Aaron Rodgers going up top. He's got a big play here as the Packers now. Uh, get the ball inside the 20 of Baltimore. Let's go back out to uh, Ian McMillan, who's watching San Francisco in the ATL, because finally a touchdown. And, uh, boy, you were nailing it there, Ian, when you said in-game, I believe it was down to six and a half, and you requested maybe the people want to think about back in the Niners. Yeah, that drive was a perfect example of, of what I kind of envisioned in this game. The 49ers offense is just too dynamic. Uh, for the Falcons to be able to stop them. They're now averaging eight yards per play against this Falcons defense. When the Falcons take on a team that's a little bit more one-dimensional, they can kind of zone in on stopping that one thing. But when you take on a team like the 49ers, who they can attack you several different ways. You saw earlier in the season the Cowboys and their plethora of receivers that they have. They just don't have the skill or the depth to keep up with these offenses. So 49ers rolling. That drive was capped off by Kyle Juszczyk. Touchdown, six yards up the middle. 49ers take the uh, 10-3 lead over the Falcons here, uh, and they're now back up uh, 10.5-point live favorites. So uh, 
you're looking pretty good if you grab that live number at six and a half because like i said 49ers are just moving the ball at will against this Falcons defense. So it's going to be up to Atlanta's offense yes. to try to keep pace. Uh, so we'll see what happens. In the Atlanta, 2.4 yards a play. They've run three drives here. So that's why there's a yards discrepancy overall. But yeah, to Ian's point, I, Atlanta does not look very dynamic no. here. And, and the 49ers uh, running the ball very well, throwing the ball very well. We saw George Kittle. He's the guy that got me the win for the 49ers in Cincinnati almost single-handedly. Made some big catches in the second half and also in overtime. So uh, with him back, that gives them another dynamic really in that offense. So 49ers trying to get on a late playoff push here, seven and six. Okay, we'll update that game as it rolls along. The Packers, uh, looks like Aaron Rodgers got roughed up a little bit there, but it's called football. So you just play on second and goal from the Mm -hmm. ones. We'll update that. If there's any score change there. By the way, that touchdown was Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, first touchdown score, he was 23 to 1. So those props are getting there. 22 today. to 1 on Big Ben. Yes. And 23 to 1 on Juszczyk as he gets that. Yeah, uh, so there's touchdown. another way to play these games, yeah. especially with COVID 19 reemerging and wreaking havoc here. And all these lines where if you don't get the best number, you don't want to chase necessarily a bad number. Getting in the props is a good way to get involved. All right, looks like A.J. Dillon is into the end zone uh, for the Packers. We'll update that in a second. But you see here, buy, sell, or hold, and we love to play this game here, betting across America on Saturdays, the green zone on Sundays. In the AFC, we mentioned how much this feels like a loser leaves town match between Denver and Cincinnati, and right now that rock fight is ensuing, knotted up at three. And you look at the numbers here potentially to make or miss the playoffs, so two of the teams involved in this game. You know, I look at the Steelers at plus 650, and they're go back above 500 right there. To me, there's value there. Yeah. At, at plus 650 of them to make the playoffs. And again, that tie against Detroit without Ben Roethlisberger that week, a tie could actually really turn out to be beneficial. What 100%, and I think that is where the value is, because if you look, who's going to come out of this AFC North in Boy. terms of winning the division? And And I don't know, because look, the Ravens, by the way, and that extra point is good. So all tied at 7, 12.50 left to go there in the first half. But look, the Ravens are playing without 27 guys today. Right. And you have a Cleveland team that obviously was dealing with COVID-19 issues, and they get their game moved to uh, tomorrow afternoon against the Raiders. You have Cincinnati, who's lost two straight at home, now on the road. Tough place to win in Denver, even though I did like the Bengals today. I thought it was good for them to get away from home when you lose two in a row. Maybe going on the road is not the worst thing in the world. So Steelers absolutely live, and I'm not sure if that was as of this morning. I'm guessing that number has been cut at least a little bit with a nice win over Tennessee. But, yeah, the Steelers, I think, were the absolute value there. But when you look at the Broncos' side as Cincinnati about to punt here, 8.30 left to go, all tied at three. But when you look at the Broncos, you're starting to get that separation now in the AFC West that we had not had all season. Chiefs now a two-game lead over the Chargers. You have the Raiders at 6-7. and seven. They, they got to win just to stay alive, I think, in Cleveland tomorrow. And then you've got 7-6. and six. So is the extra wild card spot. So there's seven teams right now that do get in the playoff in both conference. Right now, that seven spot, I believe, would be the Buffalo Bills. And you look at the teams, all of these teams currently on the outside looking in, Cleveland 8, Cincinnati 9, Denver 10, and Pittsburgh 11. But I think Pittsburgh, somehow, yeah. some way, they just find ways. And they're the defense of those four that I trust the most. Not that any of those teams have bad units, but I think the Steelers' defense is maybe the one unit that can carry a team into a playoff. Totally agree with you. That That's the assessment that I have as well. Right now, again, the, the Bengals 
uh, just punted the football back to the Broncos there, and the Broncos are pinned deep inside their own five-yard line. And I know it feels like Broncos minus 400 to, to miss the playoffs, right? That's just – it feels like nobody truly respects that football team, at least from a betting perspective, right? right? That you just go, oh, I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop and this team to revert to being like eight and nine. Yeah. And so we'll see how this plays out. But this is such a huge game for them today at home. And obviously, as you mentioned, for Cincinnati here, you got to feel like one of those teams is going to take a severe hit in their chances to make the postseason with what happens yeah, today in the Mile and High Denver's City. defense is pretty darn good. It is. I know people thought when they traded Von Miller, oh, they're mailing in the season. They've got plenty of pass rushers. They've got a very good secondary. You know, I think what holds that team back a little bit is they just need maybe one more dynamic player on offense. Uh, obviously, keeping Jerry Judy healthy would mm-hmm. help. They always run the ball effectively. And that maybe, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is a good game manager quarterback, but I think Denver fans really want that gunslinger. You know, they want somebody that's going to be able to make plays, and they had that, obviously, with, you know, Peyton Manning wasn't the same at the end of his career, but he was still Peyton freaking Manning, as they say. And, look, they had Jay Cutler who could make plays down the field. They had Jake Plummer. I mean, you need somebody that's going to be able to do that, and they have not had, I I would call, an elite quarterback in a very long time. No, they really haven't. And, again, we'll see how this plays out for them in the postseason. But, again, next after the season, not necessarily going to the postseason this year. We'll find out if it's Teddy Bridgewater, because I'm with you. I kind of get the feel like they're going to be looking to upgrade at that position. Uh, and, again, it is so important to see what happens here with the Ravens, because while they're not on this graphic right now, mm-hmm. they lose again today. And we don't know the ankle situation going forward for Lamar Jackson. Right. We know he was close today. But, boy, all of a sudden, you kind of look at the Ravens and go, could they be in jeopardy of missing the postseason? And the schedule not very easy for mm-hmm. Baltimore either. they got to go to Cincinnati the day after Christmas. They get the Rams coming in to start the new mm-hmm. year. And then they also end up with the Steelers. Because now all you, you have all these divisional games down the stretch, really, for these teams uh, in, the, in all divisions, AFC North. Look at the Cincinnati schedule. They get Baltimore at home. Then they get the Chiefs at home to start the new year. Chiefs might be playing for home field advantage mm-hmm. in the AFC. And then you got to go to Cleveland. So, yeah, these do feel, especially in the AFC North, more than any other division, these do feel a little loser-leave-town-ish or, uh, you know, loser-getting-put-in-jail, maybe with no chance for parole type of situation. Just saying, when you look at that schedule, and, and uh, certainly we have a lot of divisional games coming down, you look at the Ravens' schedule, there's not a guaranteed W on any of those no. games coming home for the Ravens, so and, you know it's kind of like it's kind of like a little bit of a battle of, for attrition, really, yeah. in that division. All right, so let's see how this plays out. But again, the Bengals with that two-game losing streak trying to end it today. Let's go back out to Tank Williams with what he is observing between the Bengals and the Broncos. Hey, a nice punt, at least, and I guess that's what we're looking for here, Tank. Right when they pin him deep with a punt. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we can laugh at that, but sometimes those are the best plays in the game that can change a little bit of momentum when both offenses are struggling. If the Cincinnati defense can get a three and out right here, force the Broncos to punt, and then give your offense a short field, then you're doing a little something. And that's as the uh, Broncos get a first down right here. So then they get out the uh, shadow of their own end zone. So it's still one of those games, man. Like, we're just looking for something to kind of swing the momentum in one of these teams' favor. And right now they're just kind of just jabbing each other back and forth, and we really don't see any way that these teams are going to get significant points on the board as it stands right now. It feels like, Tank, I don't know if you watched the uh, Jake Paul-Tyron Woodley fight. Well, not a lot of things happened until it happened. And it kind of get the feel <laughs> that that's what's going to happen here. You're waiting for that first right haymaker to get thrown from one of these teams. 
And right now, it just feels like don't make the mistake. That's all they're asking these guys to do here, Wes. So we'll see if a mistake is made. Meanwhile, a mistake was just made with San Francisco. Apparently, uh, Atlanta looked like they were going to be stopped, bailed out. But I don't know what it is. I I mean, the helmet collided. But it wasn't like Arden Key was leading with the head. I don't know if that's what it was about. It was a tackle. I, I mean... I'm on it. I'm on Atlanta in a contest so here, I, but yeah. you know that that's a bad penalty. That's okay. an awful penalty. Let's go to Ian McMillan very quickly. We have 90 seconds before break. I don't know, Ian. Look, you're, you're tackling a guy. I, I get it. He's the quarterback. What'd you make of that call? Yeah, I wouldn't agree with it, guys. I mean, I, I'm a little torn from my heart, of course, because I'm cheering for the Falcons, but my bets on the 49ers. But this is just today's day and age in the NFL, especially with these roughing the passer calls. Uh, a lot of a lot of the times they shouldn't be calls, and then sometimes with some quarterbacks, especially the quarterbacks that are that, that are a little bit more mobile, uh, they get hits and we don't see any flags. So it's 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 that's just today's day and age in the NFL. But the 49ers continue shooting themselves in the foot with penalties. That's the only reason why the Falcons are still in this game. I think there's been three times now they've had key stops but have given up a first down on a penalty. So uh, Falcons are in scoring position at least, Dave. It could be good for your overbet here as we uh, approach the end of the first half. Cue the Undertaker, Jeff. Yeah. I think we got a shot because it looks like Justin Gay just went up and made a great catch. There is a flag in the play. Yeah, Jeff, because Jake approached my, my producer in my ear and said, GIF. That's a GIF. Yeah. Right? Like the, the, like the peanut butter. It's a GIF, I guess, if you're the 49ers. It's a because that was a roughing the passer that was, that was not a, a roughing call. the passer. Nevertheless, Gage Jr. in the end zone. Atlanta with the PAT can tie it up at 10. I'm going to stick by GIF. Back at the Green Zone right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> at Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. football season it's time to download betmgm sports it's nevada's premier sports betting app betmgm is all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting boosted odds specials and much much more download the betmgm app today or stop by any mgm casino on the strip with your state-issued id to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in nevada whatever your sport whatever your betting style you're going to love betmgm state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week visit betmgm for terms and conditions must be 21 or older and physically located in nevada Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Week number 15 of the Green Zone here on the Cindy Sports Betting Network. David Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And all of a sudden, you look up in Charm City. Look, we all get how great Omar Jackson is. He's an MVP for a reason. Number two is a pretty good number two option. Yeah, and uh, Mandrews with the touchdown here. It looks Mandrews. like uh, with uh, Darnell Savage, classy booty ratchet. <laughs> Very much ratchet covering Mark Andrews this afternoon. No, you didn't. That was fantastic. Let's go out to Eric at home for the latest on this 13-7 PAT pending. And E, there's like, you know, the, the directors and the producers, they're behind the glass. They're talking about Huntley. And they're like, wow, this kid. Well, maybe they found something there in Charm City. And yet he didn't even make your discussion on MVP totals. What the heck are we doing here, guys? Come on now. This guy is playing out of his mind. He's been absolutely outstanding. Mandrews, your boy as well, has been uncoverable. He's got six catches on uh, eight targets for 95 yards and two touchdowns Mm. as well as a 43-yard catch. But, yeah, Tyler Huntley has been the story. 15 out of 20, 137 yards passing, two touchdowns. He's been hitting his guys in stride. He's been making the pass rushers uh, miss. He's got five rushes for 16 yards as well. Baltimore's got 11 first downs. I mean, through a quarter and a half of football here, they've been outstanding offensively. Couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers this last time. They're going to have to kick off to him here, of course. But uh, this is as well as you could have hoped, and we're already getting this discussion about, hey, is Tyler Huntley one of the best backups in the league? He might be saving their season right here after two straight losses. We've seen this now, E, this uh, in-game total tick up to about 51 now. That PAT, of course, from the Arguably the greatest kicker of all time is good. 14-7 here, Eric. Do you, I just don't know how right now I could support an under, even though I know pre-flop was, what, about 45? Because I just don't know how the Ravens are going to stop 12 on the other side. Yeah, that's that's really what it's going to come down to, even if it's, you know, obviously if they have a good first half or, or stop them for a drive or two here. Just the sheer number of players they have healthy, and especially in that secondary, you've got four relatively inexperienced guys you know, playing the majority of the snaps there. Over time, he's just going to pick them apart, and I think it's going to be a long day for him. But 
Not to say they can't win the game, but I think you're right on the the over sentiment there. All right, so let's see if that continues here. But again, boy, I, I think you thought, man, how are the Ravens going to get points? Mm-hmm. But to Eric's point, they have controlled this game. Three drives. The first one, of course, uh, that they, they went for it twice and uh, failed the second time. So they came up empty. But then they've really controlled it. Packers haven't stopped Huntley once. No, they have not. And Tyler Huntley not exactly helping out Lamar Jackson nope. with this. He's like... Hey, man, you're my boy, but I want your job, brother. There you go. You know, I, I can lead this team. Oh, I can we... lead the Ravens flock to the promised land here. So, so far, so good. 14-7, Green Bay minus 3.5, plus a buck 10, 51.5 on the current. Is this a Wes Reynolds editorial, uh, Wally Pip situation in Baltimore? I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet, but <laughs> look, uh, I have always been kind of neutral on Lamar Jackson. I recognize oh. the fact that he can do things that nobody else can do with his legs. Mm-hmm. And I think he has a strong arm. He just doesn't have always a very accurate one, and he's he's not a very big guy. Nope. So, look, smaller quarterbacks can, can uh, be successful in this league, Drew Brees, but... You know, you always kind of worry about Lamar in terms of injuries and just the pounding that you're going to take when you run the football in this league. And you don't want to take that weapon away from him, but you want to see some development where it's like, okay, don't always have your first instinct be to run. I don't want to take that away from you, but I do want you to hang in that pocket there and see the field a little bit better. It's a great point for many different layers in the in the context of this conversation. And again, it's why it's valuable to have a guy like Huntley there as your backup. You look at Cam Newton, another former MVP in the league, as big a tank as tank as as uh, Cam is six six, right? Mm-hmm. His body couldn't hold up, and that's why he can't throw the yeah. ball anymore, right? So I, look, I hope Lamar Jackson comes back, and I hope he's fine. But he does get injured a lot. He does have a slight build. Even Josh mm-hmm. Allen, you mm-hmm. see the physical toll right now the game is taking on his body. Can I uh, – well, let's go back to Coach of the Year just really sure. quickly. I believe entering the week, John Harbaugh Ooh. was 40-1. to one. Oh, can and, I interest And you? I know he caught some grief for going for two there at Pittsburgh. It didn't work out. Uh, Lamar just kind of outstretched Mark Andrews there, mm-hmm. and he couldn't come up with the catch. But I understand, and he explained why he did it, because, look, they're out of guys in the secondary. I mean, they're pulling dudes out from the stands right. and off the streets to play secondary today, and they're up on the 10-3 and three team right now, 14-7. to seven. Yeah, this is why if you could pull off this upset, and it would be a, a huge upset because it, what, it went up to nine here once the news of Omar Jackson officially being out. It was about six and a half all week, went up to seven, and then up to nine. It would be a massive uh, upset to pull off here if John Harbaugh can get it. Look, I'm a big John Harbaugh fan. Again, I would have mm-hmm. kicked the extra point, but I understand his rationale for why he went for it in, in, in the Pittsburgh game here. But again, this was an 8-3 and three football team that's now an 8-5 and five football team. It, the schedule does not get easier. They're just trying to figure out a way to get another win, and, and they're looking and, for and one today. boy, day. this would put them in the driver's seat. Maybe it wouldn't clinch it, but if they can get a win today and beat Green Bay this shorthanded backup quarterback, 27 guys out of the, out of the lineup and really off the roster for this week that can't go, all of a sudden, you're looking at this division, and these other teams are kind of beat up and injured, and just kind of trying to stay alive here. Cleveland seven and six, Cincinnati seven and six, and they're in a tussle here at Denver mm-hmm. at the two minute warning. Pittsburgh had to hang on for dear life, got a win seven six and one. You go not, you're nine and five heading into the final three weeks. You are in very good position if you're Baltimore. And all I said, I said it to you uh, last week uh, on the Lombardi line where I thought that Kyler Murray had his MVP hopes to me have been long been dashed. Mm-hmm. I think Cliff Kingsbury's coach of the year might have been dashed today. Again, mm-hmm. pre-flop plus 550 coming. You can't get you can't get destroyed yeah. by Detroit. They got destroyed by Detroit today. So the bloom, I think, is off 
in the desert for the Cardinals. So that's not good value there. To your point about John Harbaugh, with all these names up there, I think Matt LaFleur right now could be sneaky at plus 800 pre-flop today. I think Harbaugh is a live dog at 40-1 to there. So just something to keep an eye on if you're looking for somebody that's off the beaten path. Mike McCarthy at 20-1. to Nope. Yeah. If you if you can win this nope. with uh, William Rawls and Jimmy McNulty playing in the secondary, uh, that's from The Wire, by the way. Jimmy McNulty. If you've never seen that show. What a great if show. If you can get them winning, playing those guys in the secondary, then maybe you deserve some run for Coach of the Year. What a great show. The Wire was just an amazing Baltimore show. Okay, the Niners are moving it right now. They are about a minute to go before halftime. Let's go to Ian McMillan for more on this Falcons and Niners game. Hey, Ian, I'm, I'm getting, I feel like it's starting to open up a little bit after that terrible, what I thought, terrible call against Arden Key. Yeah, overbetters are, are looking like they're in a good spot here. 49ers are driving. Uh, Going to get some kind of points here uh, at the end of the half. But this half, even though the 49ers might cover the first half spread, and I don't know off the top of my head what it is, I think it's a perfect example of why I don't personally play first half lines. Uh, because just weird things happen when you're just looking at a small like uh, time frame of one half of football. Because the 49ers right now, gaining the Falcons in yards per play, 8.2 compared to 3.6, uh, but it's a 10-10 ball game. Now, like I said, 49ers likely going to score here. They're deep and, into Falcons territory, uh, but the 49ers are all playing. And, Ian, they are in Debo Samuel. Now you're running back in San Francisco. I mean, yeah. he, he's not a wide receiver anymore. Come on, Smoke. Stanley left his window open, and the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> left the window open Debo. here. Debo Samuel, My easy goodness. run there on the left edge. So, Ian mentioned that first half spread. I believe I saw as high as six. I think it was five and a half pretty much in the market, including at BetMGM. Looking Robin good Gold. for that, by the way. 33 seconds left to go. It doesn't look like Atlanta is going to have any timeouts either. I was going to say, you know, why, is, why isn't Atlanta taking any timeouts? Oh, they burned two in the first five minutes mm-hmm. as we documented. They do have the one zone. left, they got I one should left. say. So I should correct that. Uh, just was blocked on the angle seeing our monitor here. But, no, but 17 to 10, only 33 seconds left to go. And you mentioned... That's why you don't burn those timeouts. No. That's why I used to see that all the time as a Colts fan Take and the season penalty. ticket holder with Peyton Manning, how mad he oh. would get looking at the sideline when you're taking a timeout and Peyton would get that kind of pouty face. Yeah. And that's why you get it because now you would have had some time left to maybe try to drive down and get three. Now you have no time. Now you're going to see Atlanta probably hand it off. Try one play. play right. Hope maybe a guy misses a tackle to get you in position. But basically – are no threat to score here. You know, Denver right now, they've got about 30 seconds to go. They are probably already in McManus field goal range. They're at the 42. You go on the 40 field goal range. Mile high. Mm-hmm. You feel like they're they're probably already down in that field goal scenario there. Green Bay moving it right back down the field uh, against the Ravens. They've got a first down as Aaron Rodgers is tucking and running. Your heart goes in your throat if you're a Packer backer. Uh, I have the Packers pre-flop 11 and adjusted win total of 12. Just don't get 12 hurt, and I think I'm going to cash those tickets, but you never want to see him running. I don't care if it's for a first end or not. And, again, Denver, that's a, that's an interesting one there we'll keep an eye on because, again, three-point favorite for pre-flop for the game, I believe uh, first half is about one and a half, two. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Denver first half backer, we'll see how that's going to play out. Uh, Green Bay with relative ease. They've got a first and goal at the two. And 17-10 in San Francisco. These games starting to open up and get a little bit more interesting. So we'll come on back. We'll tell you if Denver can cover that number for you at the end of the first half. It's the Green Zone on Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
The college bowl season has kicked off, and VEASAN's got you covered with all-new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you with your very best bets. Whatever you're betting on, either every game or just want to find a few key high-value props, the VEASAN College Bowl Betting Guide can help give you the edge that you're looking for. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99 at VEASAN.com slash bowl guide. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is week number 15 of the Green Zone here on VEASAN. Woo, we got some late first-half drama. More points in Charm City. We'll get to that in a second. They have gone to the half in uh, Santa Clara, I believe is where they yes. play those games. Thank you for my geography. 17-10, the Niners going to take that lead into the break there. Niners minus a point and a half, by the way, for the second half. So eight and a half on the end game, 49 and a half the total. So 22 and a half for the second half. Which is very close to pre flop if you're getting Atlanta like I was, nine yeah. and a half. So very, very close there. Denver had a chance for, to make their first half backers very happy, but they missed a field goal. It was a 51 yard attempt by McManus. He misses the field goal. And then what does Cincinnati do? They don't take a knee. Yeah. They take a shot over the middle of the field. What a momentum shift, Woo! by the way. Cincinnati had the one timeout. Burrow takes a shot over the field. And what a momentum shift we have here in Denver. Let's go back out to Tank Williams for the most exciting 30 seconds of kicking that I've seen in quite some time, Tank. <laughs> I mean, bro, that tells you how bad it is why I got you going, woo, over a field goal, man. <laughs> It's crazy in this game. Like, I feel like this first half I've been watching a game of Tecmo Bowl from the 80s where everybody just keeps picking the same play and it's just like a cloud of dust. But if you want to talk about the last minute of the game, the Broncos, like you said, line up for a 51-yard field goal. McManus can't execute. Joe Burrow throws one pass over the middle, I believe it's to Uzama. Sets my man Evan McPherson up for a 58-yarder, the same McPherson that thought he nailed the field goal against the Packers oh, was my. celebrating the miss. But with this one, he drills it from 58 yards out. And like you said, six-point swing. The Broncos could have gone up 6-3, but now the Bengals are up 6-3. Uh, to three. And so they have a lot of momentum coming into the second half now. <laughs> three points worth of momentum. Tech, very quickly, have you ever seen that before? Because I don't think I've ever seen it. I remember, I think it was Martin Gramatica, or maybe it was Bill Gramatica, one of the Gramaticas that got hurt celebrating a made field goal. I don't think I've ever seen a kicker tank like McManus, or excuse me, uh, like McPherson did on that fateful Saturday, Sunday for the Bengal backers, celebrate a missed field goal. Have you ever seen that before? No, nah, I mean, the only thing that popped in my head when you think about McPherson celebrating that missed field goal was Tom Brady throwing up the four fingers against the Bears, thinking that he had an extra down <laughs> in that game last year when they clearly didn't. I mean, that's the only thing that I feel comes close to McPherson uh, celebrating that missed field goal. But, I mean, hey, that's what we have to deal with in this game right now. Uh just talking about field goals, missed ones and made ones, but here we are. Okay, well, Tank, wait a minute, because you you normally sprinkle some team money juice on these games. No touchdowns in the first half, three field goals, mm-hmm. nine total points. The mm-hmm. total now, I do believe, at BetMGM is 29 and a half. 29 and a half. How do we get to 30? I don't even think we can get to 30, but one thing that I would say about this game is, like, when you see games like this closely, closely contested, where it seems like both of these teams have each other number on the defensive side of the ball. They're playing to run aggressively. These are the types of games where you can find those big splash plays that are pop up out of nowhere, where a running back may break a run for 50 or 60 yards, or you may get a deep completion down the field just because they're playing everything so closely in the run game. So 
I don't know where that's going to come from. It can happen on either side of the ball because Teddy Bridgewater has been one of the deep, like the better deep passing quarterbacks. And then we've already talked about Jamar Chase and what he was able to do earlier this year with Joe Burrow. And actually T Higgins has come along the past uh, few weeks. So we have some guys here. We can get some explosive momentum plays. We just don't know where it's going to come from because both of these defenses are playing, you know, smash my ball right yeah, now. 29 and a half, the total now here. Again, I'm with Tank. I don't know how it gets to 30 either. Right. Less, and it just feels like a, uh, it, whether you're you're mm-hmm. a backer or a player in this game, uh, you're just holding your breath and hoping yeah, that you don't make the big. for like a special teams yep. or a defensive touchdown. By the way, second half number minus one at BetMGM. So Cincinnati basically a two-point favorite. Reset San Francisco really quickly. 23 the second half total, so 50 for the end game. Mm. And now the 49ers up to three-point favorites for the second half, so basically adjusted number is 10 in game. Which is right on those pre-flop numbers yeah, on both the sides. Yeah, because 9.5 was yep. about the closer. There were some 8.5 shown. So, uh, you know, 49ers, look, they looked like the better team in the first they half, did. but Atlanta does get the ball first uh, because, remember, 49ers fumbled the opening kickoff, and it's like if you're Atlanta, God, we're still down 7 when we had that opportunity, of course, did not get points there on that first drive. Which is pretty amazing that they gave you a gift and you did not accept said gift. Let's go back out right now to Eric Edholm. Watching, you know, we thought early on in, in the early slate E, we never thought that the, the game of the day early on was going to be Houston and Jacksonville. Kind of up and down early. It didn't turn out that way because it got a little bit uh, lackluster in the second half. But this really does qualify right now potentially as the best first half we've seen so far today. It does. It's been a great uh, breakout game for Tyler Huntley. He's played pretty well when he's had the opportunity before when Lamar Jackson hasn't been in the lineup like he is today. Uh, and, you know, he's led to two, three long drives, really the one that ended uh, on the turnover on downs and also the two touchdown drives. But Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, he did bring the, the Packers back on an 11-play uh, touchdown drive to tie this game up at 14-all. Did he leave too much time for Hundley? I know he missed a couple <laughs> passes just now. We got a we got a third down coming up. A little bit of uh, humor there. But, yeah, no, I mean, Huntley's played terrific. Can't ask for much more. But this is a crucial drive. If they can get anything going here, I mean, it is third and 20. So they've got, uh, you know, after the uh, intentional grounding call that was just made a second ago, Green Bay does get the ball first uh, in the start of the second half. So, you know, you're, you're looking at potentially punting it back to Aaron Rodgers with 40 seconds on the clock or something like that. He could get a two-for-one type of situation here. So this game is kind of hanging in the balance, not to to ruin your little uh, promotion there you were just running. And then uh, Green Bay, by the way, right now, minus six and a half, uh, and that just got taken off, I think, as we go into play. But like Eric said, third and 20 now from the 26. How crazy Mm. does John Harbaugh want to get here? I mean, he obviously, you know, doesn't want to turn it over and deep in his own territory with a backup quarterback who's been very effective today, 15 to 22, 137, two touchdowns. But this is one of those where it's kind of in the middle where you might have a safe call and just hope to get a guy in space, hope one of the Green Bay defenders misses a tackle because I don't think you want to really, really risk it here, even though Green Bay, by the way, does have two timeouts left, 55 seconds. Now, let's see what and how John Harbaugh wants to play out this final minute. Uh, of regulation here before we get to halftime in Charm City. Here's a one stat for Cincinnati and Denver. This could be a coincidence, mm. uh, but Cincinnati is six and one this year when they are when they are uh, leading at halftime. Okay. Meanwhile, Denver one and twenty one under oh, Big Fangio for his career as the Denver head coach when trailing at halftime. Those numbers normally don't lie. They're normally the, those trends seem to. Yeah, happen. maybe when it's twenty two games, it's not a coincidence, right? It starts to bear out. It should be telling you something. Very interesting nugget right there, Wes. 
before you make your second half play. Okay, let's get back out to Ian McMillan. And Ian, I don't know if you saw Platoon. It was Best Picture in 1986. But all I'll say is there's a scene in there which I quote a lot where he goes, I got a bad feeling about this one. And then Tom Berenger just says, everybody got to die sometime, Red. And I wonder if my Falcons bet in the second half is going to die a slow death. Yeah, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, guys. I, I, I think this is going to open up in the second half. I keep quoting this yards per play stat, but it's just so lopsided. It's not even funny. 49ers, 8.5 yards per play in the first half. The Atlanta Falcons, 3.3. So if, so if if it's if we're going to see the same kind of offense production from both teams, the 49ers are going to run away with this, I think. Uh, but always, I mean, the, the Falcons could make this close in the second half. Uh, but one and a half line uh, in favor of the 49ers in the second half. I would just keep betting on the 49ers just based on these stats. As long as they don't uh, continue to shoot themselves in the foot at key times with penalties, uh, I, I think the 49ers are, are, are going to run away with this. But, Dave, your, your over bet's looking good there because live line's uh, 50 and a half at BetMGM. All I ever ask, Ian, is not, not to lose both. So I hope mm-hmm. to get one of two. You get lucky sometimes, maybe get them both. And what Ian mentioned in terms of that yards per play, largely because of James G. Oh. If he continues to put up these numbers, like we always have the KCA debate, he is James G when he doesn't turn the ball over, not Jimmy G. 11 no. of 13 for 170, no touchdown passes. But you're just seeing the 49ers get chunk plays. It feels like the offense is so hard for Atlanta. Just look at this. 230 yards for the 49ers, 8.5. 93 total, 3.3 for the Falcons. And that's why I think you're seeing this getting bet for the second half. You're starting to see some three minus 115 in the market, still minus three for the second half at BetMGM. I'm going to trust Matty Ice and Arthur Smith to figure it out. They look ugly offensively in that first half. They are lucky. Look, they should have had an easy seven that was gifted to yeah. them. Now they're kind of only luck- they, lucky to only be do down get seven. They the ball first, they but do. they have to get something on this drive. If they don't, this is going to be all she wrote. No question about it. Uh, and, again, so we'll see how they come out of halftime. By the way, the Ravens were stopped. They have punted the ball back to the Packers here. And you don't expect, I don't know how, before how aggressive he'll be, but it does have two timeouts. Two timeouts, he's going to be very aggressive. I mean, we saw Aaron Rodgers in San Francisco on Sunday Night Football when he had like 37 seconds left and no timeouts, and he got down with the quickness. 38 seconds to go again. If you're a Ravens first-half player, you're like, just don't give up the touchdown. Mm -hmm. Just don't give up the touchdown. We'll see how that plays out. When we come back, Mark Dominic, Super Bowl champion. Love having Mark on the program. Uh, One of the best GMs and people to have talking football. Come on back. It's the Green Zone here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game, and if any team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM special offers all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is the Green Zone here on VEASAN. We got uh, one, two games that have just gone to halftime. Green Bay was stopped, mm-hmm. could not get points before <clears throat> half. So first half backers of the Ravens, you cash those tickets, 14 all as they head to halftime. And the Bengals lead 6-3 to three in Denver. And the Falcons are going to have to punt the football away after their first drive in San Francisco. And had a really good kickoff return there as well. Can't take advantage of it. There may not be punting the football away Uh-oh. because they may have just given it away. I believe we have a turnover here. And it gets worse for Matty Ice with ball security. We'll see. Joey Boso is- looks like he stripped Matty Ice, and that ball recovered by, uh, I believe, Fred Warner. So 49ers uh, going to take over here, shorthanded field, uh, getting worse before it gets better for the Dirty Birds. Not looking good there. Let's get back out to Eric at home. They have reached halftime in Charm City, 14 all. Uh, good news for the Ravens, though. They did get a stop there before halftime. It felt like. It was only a matter of time before Rodgers at least got in field goal range. That didn't happen. Eric, what's your assessment of that first half before we flip the script to the second? Yeah, I can't ask much more from the Baltimore Ravens in terms of everybody they're missing today, including Lamar Jackson, Calais Campbell on defense, and a a banged-up secondary, as we've noted several times. So for them to 
you know, hold Rodgers there, get the big sack by Bowser and, and Houston at the end of the half, especially keep them from scoring and then getting the ball back on the first possession of the third quarter. Uh, feels like an important kind of hold there. And obviously they're going to have the defense going to have to go back out there in roughly 12 minutes or so as we just headed a half tied up at 14 all. Uh, it still feels like a pretty heroic effort from the Ravens. So, uh, you know, if you're an in-game better here, you're kind of looking at the situation and say, wow, did, did the Ravens fire all their bullets? Is this, you know, is this the, you know, the best they can do? And they're just sort of hanging on for dear life. Aaron Rodgers is going to take over in the second half. Devontae Adams did have the touchdown, but uh, it has been relatively quiet, only two catches so far. That possibility certainly exists, and I wouldn't blame anybody uh, considering the Packers or, or, or the over in the second half. And, uh, you know, that's that's maybe what we're looking at, especially if uh, Rodgers can get something going on that first drive of the third quarter. All right, so now 15-and-a-half here, and again, six-and-a-half is that uh, number, those adjusted numbers, Wes. And again, before we got the official news of Lamar Jackson, that's kind of this thing was about six and a half, seven, so not really a big variance. And then of course it jumped up to nine when the news became official. Yeah, and if you like the total here, possible middle opportunity. If you took the over forty-five at the close, fifty-one and a half. Now pretty much the in-play total at BetMGM twenty-three and a half is the second half under. So potential middle opportunity at least by a few points if you want to take that. But I fully expect you're going to see some maybe some chasers or even some just betters in general. Betting the Packers here second half at six right now. I could see six and a half popping very quickly. Okay, and the Niners, by the way, have a first and goal at about the five-yard line after that turnover against Matty Ice. Not good for Falcons backers like myself. They're more physical than this team. It seems like Atlanta's in a fist fight, and they're getting punched in the face. I mean, Atlanta Atlanta feels like Frank Gore against Darren Williams last night on that Jake Paul Tyron Woodley call where Frank Gore's (laughs) kind of looking over at the referee for a flag. I'm like... Dude, they don't throw flags when they punch you in the face in boxing. And I tell you this every time. It's Debo Samuel. And with a big play there, he's so physical, and he is the identity of that offense for the Niners, which right now is humming. Let's get back out to Tank Williams, watching the Bengals and the, and the Broncos. And, Tank, I always say it feels like Vic Fangio is always like Sean Penn, dead man walking, and Teddy Two Gloves, they're always trying to replace him. If they don't get something turned around by the end of this year, both of those things might happen in Denver. Absolutely. First, I got to say, Wes is killing me with the Frank Gore reference because that had me dying last night when I saw him <laughs> blowing up on social media. <laughs> and I love Frank, but, uh, too. Yeah, yeah. I love Frank Gore. I, I mean, didn't want to see him get do, handled. You just see him, yeah, you just see him with the look on his face like, hey, you pushed me. You're like, that was hilarious <laughs> to me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, focusing on this Denver-Cincinnati uh, game, like, yeah, I mean, you feel the pressure on Vic Fangio and on Teddy Bridgewater. It seems like People are always trying to replace them. And then whenever they have something good going, it seems like it always messes up. I mean, they come out here in the uh, first drive of the second half, run the ball three times, get a first down. The first time they try to throw the ball, they get sacked and you got first and 20. And then it's hard to, you know, battle back from that. And so they end up having to punt the ball. And so like my man Dave was saying early on, it seems like these teams, they're probably better off playing things close to the best because it seems like field goals, are going to be the thing that wins this game instead of scoring touchdowns because both of these offenses are struggling getting anything together right now. Yeah, great point. It does feel like, and again, we'll see the Bengals, what they do in their first opportunity here in the third quarter. But boy, oh boy, you go down and get a touchdown in this game, 
My goodness. I mean, that that just feels yeah. like, boy, it's insurmountable two-score lead if the Bengals were to get there. Yeah, it does, and it looks like Cincinnati does have a stop getting the ball back. Bengals, by the way, minus 2.5, minus a buck 35. If you want to go money line, pay a little extra, minus 165. Broncos getting plus 135, 28.5, the current in-game total at BetMGM. You know, as I referenced earlier in the movie Platoon, best picture, by the way, uh, in 1986, uh, Ian McMillan, I, I just had a feeling it was going to end badly for the Falcons. Everybody, everybody in that movie didn't end well for, except Charlie Sheen did get out. Uh, what do you make of the Falcons now after that turnover by Matty Ice and then easy score down the field there for the Niners to capitalize? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier uh, in the game here about to keep an eye on the 49ers' defensive line, the pass rush against the Falcons' offensive line. Three sacks already, the latest resulting in a fumble. And listen, guys, the 49ers offense is really just having their way with the Falcons defense. They punted on their first drive of the game, and then since then have gone field goal, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. They just have too many weapons. They have Debo Samuel around the edge. They have George Kittle they can throw to down the middle. And then when you're focusing on those two guys, they just give it to Jeff Wilson up the middle, which is how they score the touchdown here on this latest drive. So 49ers up four, or, uh, yeah, 24 to 10 now. It's not looking good for the Falcons. No, looking good for my over, but not looking so good for the Dirty Birds here. But again, to quote Sergeant Barnes, when the machine breaks down, we break down. And I can't allow that. Arthur Smith, I need you to be Sergeant Barnes here. See if the ATL can get off the deck. Yeah, it looks like they're just one like Jake Paul shot away from knocking out Tyron Woodley, and it's going to be the face plant. The old Ric Flair face plant. Boy, it Remember was. the nature boy, after he takes a pound, kind of stutters out of the corner, and then poop. But that one wasn't faked by Tyrone Woodley. No, that was not. That was real. That was very darn real. And right now, that's what the Niners are doing to the Falcons, to your point. They're just much more physical right now than the ATL. So, again, when you look at those in-game scenarios here, be wary if you want to take the big points right now in the Falcons because right now he's going south in a hurry. Okay, Uh, we mentioned the Bengals. They've got a second down now, about 11 minutes to go there as they have a 6-3 lead there again. 11 minutes to go in San Fran with that 14-point lead. And at halftime, Green Bay all knotted up with Baltimore. Let's look at tonight's game between the Saints and the Buccaneers. And as as we speak right now, I do not believe Sean Payton will be eligible to coach mm-hmm. in this game due to COVID-19. So Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator, will take over the helm there. Look, he used to be a head coach in, in, in Oakland back in the day, so it's not that big a switch for him. I think he's done a good job there as a D.C. So, I, you know, we've seen other coaches like Mike McCarthy miss games and their team really didn't miss much of a beat. How big do you think really that factors into your handicap here with the Buccaneers laying 11 and a half? Yeah, I think it's priced into the market now at 11 and a half. And with small lean to the Saints here, I have not bet this game as of yet. I'm kind of trying to decide what I want to do, if anything. Tampa comes off that thriller in OT where mm-hmm. they blew the lead to Buffalo, but nevertheless got not only the win, but the cover in overtime. Payback spot here from week eight. Remember the Saints, 36-27. They were a home underdog, I think like four and a half or five. Trevor Simeon comes off the bench, saves the day for the Saints. And really, ever since then, Saints have struggled. They lost five in a row until they beat the Jets and outscored them 20-3 in the second half last week. Offense did get a jolt with Alvin Kamara back, at least, for the New Orleans Saints. So at least that's why you think they kind of have a pulse. Six and seven still kind of in the mix, but on the precipice here trying to get into that wild card spot. Really, if you look at the history of this of this series, even though Tampa did win the playoff game, Saints swept them last year, won in the Superdome already earlier this year. So on the surface, Dave, it's very tempting to take those points if you like New Orleans because it's like, you know, 
Sean Payton now, by the way, Sean Payton, you throw it out the window, not coaching tonight, but in terms of an underdog, I think he was 47, 26, and three all time against the number. But I think it's priced in that Sean Payton is not going to coach. And really with Tampa Bay, you know, you look at this division, they could pretty much uh, they could pretty much clinch it tonight mm-hmm. because they are currently ten and three. Atlanta and New Orleans both six and seven right now. So Atlanta not looking too good right now. Tampa Bay can put this to rest. And do they want to really take a piece of New Orleans here? Because New Orleans has beaten them pretty regularly in this series of late. It's a great point because last year, you remember, the, the, the Saints beat Tom Brady in his first game as a member of the Bucs. You waited for the showdown to come back in the rematch. Saints beat him a lot worse the second time around. Sean Payton's had his number, but he will not be there tonight to be able to coach for the Saints. More on that game and more updates and score changes and certainly line changes. Come on back. It's the Green Zone. I'm Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.